Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Now, we are uh, in the middle of a message series that has been going on for a couple of weeks called Wrapped. And what we're doing with this series, or the goal for it, is to dig into the idea of the things that we feel, the things that we experience, the things that we do, the people that we are, and how we wrap those in certain ways to portray to the world. So the first uh, couple of weeks we talked about, uh, you know, when we have shame and how we wrap that and how we protect ourselves from feeling shame or experiencing shame. We talked about judgment. Uh, And today what I want to do is talk a little bit about your insecurities. And I'm going to pass around the microphone and everybody has to say the thing they're most insecure about. (laughs) Can you imagine? You probably can. I want to talk about the insecurities that you have, the insecurities that I have, the things that we have that are insecure, and how those affect our faith, okay? I'm not your therapist. I'm not your counselor. If anything, y'all are my counselor because I just get this therapy session for 30 minutes every Sunday. So we're not, well, I'm not here to, to expose your insecurities. You already know what those are. But I want to talk about today is how these insecurities that we have, how they show up in our life, and when we experience these insecurities, when they start to show up, how we can wrap those or mask those in something else. And there's all kinds of different ways you can hide your insecurities, okay? There's all kinds of different ways you can, uh, you can hide behind different things. But what I want to talk about today, what I'm going to focus on today is this one particular way that we deal with our insecurities or hide from our insecurities, and that is using humor. Does anybody know for a fact that they use humor to hide their real feelings or their insecurities? Anybody know that for a fact? Okay, a lot of hands. Mine's up too for that. Um, You don't have to point at anybody, just your own hand, okay? Well, then this is going to be good, and and, and it's okay. Even if you don't use humor as a way to, to hide your insecurities, to wrap your insecurities so you can protect yourself. That's the whole thing with this wrap thing, right, is we want to protect ourselves from these things we don't want to experience, but there's power in experience these things we don't want to experience. So I, uh, I want to share a little bit about my insecurities with you. Okay, I'll start it. I'll start the sharing. Is when I was young, when I was a kid, I was very insecure and I don't want any comments about this afterwards, okay? I was very insecure about the size of my lips. My, I have big lips. And uh, it would happen every now and then. Somebody would tell me, uh, and, you know, the beard helps, you know, uh, kind of mask how big they are, the mustache. I grow it long so people can't see how big they are or whatever, right? And what's funny is I was so insecure about the size of my lips when I was a kid, and I, I literally haven't thought about how big my lips are until today. I was thinking about, because this whole week I'm like, what, have I, you know, what is the insecurity that I'm willing to share with y'all, uh, that, I, that I wanted to share with y'all today, and I thought, you know what, I used to be very insecure about the size of my lips. And I would, so, so one of the things I would do is I've always been a little bit, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've always been a little bit witty, okay, a little bit clever, and I could think of things quickly. I guess that's what wit means. I didn't mean to mansplain to you what witty is, but I could, I could think of comebacks quickly to people. And so one of the things I did is to hide my insecurities when I did have insecurities, 
I would quickly make fun of people around me. Okay, I wasn't trying to ruin anybody's life, but I wanted to make sure that people weren't looking at my insecurities. So what I would do is point out small, uh, small things in others. And I never bothered to check if that was their insecurity or not. I was just plowing right ahead. I just want to feel good and not bad about myself. So if that means I'm a little bit higher and that means you're pushed down, then that was just some of the things that I would do. Now, I wasn't a monster. I didn't do this all the time. But when I was feeling most insecure, that's when I would use my humor to cover that up. And maybe you're not, maybe you're not like that. Maybe you don't use humor to, to belittle people or, or, or to lift yourself a little bit higher. But sometimes humor looks like sarcasm. Can anybody, can anybody bravely admit that they have a little bit of sarcasm uh, in, their, in their conversations daily? Okay, a little bit, not everybody, okay. Uh, a couple liars with their hands down. <laughs> Right? So not everybody has sarcasm, and maybe sometimes you do, whatever it is. And, and the end of this message is not going to be, uh, don't be funny, don't use humor, and don't be sarcastic. That is not the point of this today. The point is to take a look, to take a real view of our insecurities, of your insecurities. Because maybe you're not a, an insecure person by nature, right? Maybe you're very secure in who you are and what you're doing in life. And, and, and I'm not saying we're, we're all insecure, so we need to fix it. I'm talking about the times, the times that come up, and it could just be a blip in your life or in your week or maybe a, a new job or a new relationship, and, and, and an insecurity just kind of comes up. You're like, where did that come from? I haven't thought about that in years. I haven't thought about that in decades. And so what do we do? What do we do when those insecurities come up? And I think sometimes we wrap them in humor so we don't have to deal with it. We don't have to let it be exposed. Or, or, or maybe just we use humor to pretend that they don't bother us as much. So like I said, the end of this, little spoiler alert, the end of this is not going to be you need to stop using humor in your life. But it's taking a real hard, honest look at our insecurities for the purposes of growth and for the purposes of the growth of our faith. So there's a particular verse I want to uh, look at today with y'all. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and it's going to be verses 23 and 24. And, and, and this is, I love this particular verse because you, you can probably find some, some, some scriptures if you Google it or if you know the Bible or what I do not, so I Google uh, scriptures. Uh, is, you could probably find things about, you know, how to use humor or, or, or don't say these kinds of things to people or, or make sure you're lifting people up with your words. You can find all of those pieces of advice, and they're great pieces of advice. But like I said, the point of this message is not to reevaluate your humor. You can do that on your own, and you can do that with your therapist. But what I want to look at today is that what is behind the humor. When we use humor to hide our insecurities, I want to talk about what is behind that humor, that insecurity. Because insecurity, maybe in and of itself, is some form of, of a feeling of inadequacy, right? That you're, that you're not quite enough. Because if you always felt like you were enough, you would never feel insecure, and maybe most of the time, maybe it's 99.9% .9 of the time in your life, in your week, in your relationships, you feel secure. But every now and then, an insecurity can find its way to you. It doesn't have to be an old insecurity. I mean, I could have everyone in here make fun of how big my lips are today, and it wouldn't bother me at all. I am no longer insecure about those. You see what I'm saying? 
But it doesn't mean I don't experience other insecurities as I go through my life. So I want to look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses, I think we're doing 23 and 24. Check this out. This is actually coming at the end of a letter. So this is a, a, a letter that a man named Paul wrote to a group of believers a group of people trying to figure out what it was like to follow this man Jesus, follow this new way of approaching God, of approaching faith. And this comes right towards the end of the letter. So watch this. He says, now, may God, I'm sorry, may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Now, there's a lot of um, very definitive words there, and I am not a Bible, a Bible scholar, but I do want to share a couple of pieces of information. So when you see words like, uh, if you go back to the first part of that, making you completely holy, okay, that completely holy, that idea of being complete doesn't mean, like sometimes the Bible, you, we'll, 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 you'll read the Bible and you'll see God wants to make you perfect. It, it doesn't mean perfect in the sense of you are now, you're, you're never going to make a mistake again. Okay, that perfect is more of like what this is saying here, like a completeness, like a wholeness. We can be complete with God. It doesn't mean there's not room for us to grow and become more and more of the people that we are, but there's no reason for us to be longing in our faith anymore because God fulfills and completes who we are and who we are to him. Does that make sense? And then the second part uh, of that in, in 24, may your entire, I love, the, I love that, your entire being. I love, I love the, the wholeness of that. And may, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body, it doesn't say mind, maybe you can say mind, be kept completely flawless in the appearing of the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. That idea of being completely flawless, again, is not that in your life you're going to stop making mistakes. That's not the point. And I think sometimes in the Christian faith, or maybe in every faith, this idea of we need to be better and better and better and better until we are perfect Christians, until we are perfect in our faith. And I think if we read this without any context, that's what it sounds like. That the more, the closer and closer we get to being flawless, then the more and more we are connected to God. And it works the opposite. Is our connection to God because of what Jesus has done, because of who Jesus was, because of the actions of Jesus, God sees us as complete and holy and perfect and flawless through what Jesus has done. That is our connection to God. And so I, I, I pick this verse, I, I read this verse, and I, and I think, what a powerful reminder of who we really are in the big scheme of the universe in the scheme of what God is creating through humanity, through planet Earth. This is how God sees you. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to have days where we don't feel insecure. We're going to have those days like that. But I want this to be a reminder for me, even if you don't use it. I want this to be a reminder for me. You could literally, and we will do this uh, at the end of the message today, you could just pray this over yourself every day. You could pray, this is literally a prayer you could do. It'll take you less than 15 seconds, and it sets you up to remind you of who you are. Because if you think about it, you think about the different things in your life, think about maybe some insecurities that you have had before that you no longer have. 
some insecurities that you used to have, and now you're kind of just over it. I remember when I, I, never, I never had any insecurities about my hair or my beard. And you might look at some of my photos and be like, maybe you should have had some insecurities about how you did your hair and your beard. <laughs> uh, that's different. Until, until I look in the mirror and I started to see a little bit of gray here and then a little bit of gray here. And all of a sudden, I've unlocked this new insecurity that I never knew that I would have and I'm having to, I'm having to come to terms with. And maybe some of you in here have never had to worry about your hair turning gray. That's okay. Enjoy it. Some of us that have had our hair turn gray, I, I, don't, I, I can't speak for all of you, but I've had a few times, I'm like, should I dye it? Should I dye it? Should I go buy some dye? No, I, I, I'm not asking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, my wife and my son and everyone else I asked also said no. But that doesn't mean every now and then I look in the mirror, I'm like, should I? No. Should I? No. Anybody ever think that? You don't have to raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Okay, raise your hand. Has anybody ever thought that? It's a few brave souls. Okay. So this new insecurity is unlocked. And, and what if, what if when these insecurities come up, Right now, it's been gray for a while, and now I don't feel insecure about, uh, insecure about it anymore. Now, did anything special ha happen? Anything crazy? Any big change? No. I just came face to face with my insecurity, and it was either start dying it and then continue that journey until I die, or <laughs> just let life do its thing. And I chose to let life do its thing. So nothing changed except my ability to look my insecurity in the face and say, is this thing going to stop me from being who I am? Can I continue to be who I am? Is my worth, is who I am in this life, in this city, in this family, in this community, is that worth dependent on this insecurity or not? Is it dependent on me having gray hair or not? And the answer to me was no. So whether I decided to dye it or not, or whether you decide to dye your hair or not, is not the point. Do your thing. But can you be honest enough with yourself about where your insecurity is? Now, maybe we're having a little bit of fun with my head accessories. But what about the insecurities that come up in our faith? You know, some of us avoid going to church on Sunday. Some of us avoid going, you know, listening to a, 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 a message online. Some of us avoid being around Christians in general because maybe we feel insecure about, we don't feel, feel like we know enough about the Bible. There's something about, and this is not, it, it, this is not just uh, in, in a faith practice. There's a lot of things in life. Sometimes we, we have this like imposter syndrome, right? We feel like we, we should be further along than we are. Right? We, uh, we, uh, we feel like we should know more about the Bible than we do. Somebody like me will mention a story about uh, uh, David and Bathsheba, and I'll say, you guys know the story, right? And you'll be like, oh, man, should I know that story? I don't know that story. Or maybe, maybe we, we feel insecure about how we pray. Maybe you've heard someone pray. You're like, man, if that's what prayer is, I don't think I've ever prayed in my life. Because my prayers are just clunky, and I don't even know what to ask God, and I forgot to finish with amen, and, you know, what do I say at the beginning? How does God know to start listening? You know, hey, Alexa, or you know what I mean? 
but Alexa is always listening. Right, so we, maybe we have insecurities, and sometimes those insecurities, maybe we don't cover those with humor, maybe we do. Oh, you know what? In fact, I did just cover it with humor earlier because I don't study the Bible uh, 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 and, and enough. There I go. I don't know it as well as maybe I think I should, so when I don't, I cover it with humor and I say, oh, I just Google the Bible verses. I, I did say that earlier. I was doing it today. I was covering a little bit of my insecurity with humor. And so these little things, these, these little insecurities, it's completely normal to have them. There's nothing wrong with having them. The, the challenge is not going to be stop being insecure about little things that come up in your life. The challenge is when those things come up, how are you addressing those? Are you addressing those? Because if we're not, in fact, I wrote this down for y'all, when we hide our insecurity, we stall your opportunity for growth. When you hide your insecurity, you stall your opportunity for growth. When you hide our insecurity, I wrote this down wrong. You get it. Just hang with me, okay? When you hide your insecurity, you stall your opportunity for growth. How can you move past it? How can you move past, however small it is, or however large it is, how can you move past your insecurity if you are unwilling to address it? And the answer is, you can't. You can put it to the side, you can pretend it's not there, you can use humor, you can use jokes, you can use sarcasm, you can use anger. Sometimes people will lash out in anger when their insecurity is addressed or exposed. But when you hide it, when you put it to the side, when you put it on a shelf, when you say, I don't want to deal with this, I don't have time to deal with this, I think I'm already over this, even though you know you're not, you stall your opportunity for growth, for growth in your faith. Because I, I, I love this, this connection back, back in uh, 1 Thessalonians 23. Being spirit, soul, sorry, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body, your entire being, everything about you be kept completely flawless through Jesus. Everything about you. Not just are you going to church on Sundays, Right? May you go to church every Sunday. <laughs> That'd be funny if that was the end of this. May you pray before every meal. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's everything. Everything is connected to everything. Every part of us matters. And in my opinion, this is not a fact, this is my opinion. If every part of us matters, then our faith is affected by everything we do and don't do. Our faith is affected by everything we say and don't say. Because you can never come to church, never pray, never volunteer, never do anything connected to church, and live an incredible life of faith. That is true. But you know what you can also do? You can come to church every Sunday. You can give 10% of your income. You can volunteer every Sunday. You can do all these things and still not be growing in your faith if we're not addressing the things in our life that need to be addressed. Everything we do is connected to our faith. And what I want for you, it's the same thing I want for myself, is I want your faith to grow. That's why we're here. That's why we set up on Sundays. That's why we take the time to do this so we can grow our faith. I, I, I would dare to say that's why you're here today to see if you can find a way to grow your faith a little bit from where you are. 
And if you feel like you have arrived at faith and you are, and everything is going to be great and no challenges happen, I hope, I hope that you deal with some insecurities this week. I want those for you. Here's why I want them for you. The same reason that we value problems. A couple weeks ago, uh, uh, the message was about bypassing our problems. And we talked about the challenge of a problem gives us an opportunity to grow our faith. And I, I think the same thing is true of these insecurities that show up in our life as it gives us an opportunity to grow and challenge our faith. Something else I wrote down for you all is this. When we focus on how God sees us, we take a small step away. We take a step away from our insecurities, right? When we start to focus on how God sees us through this lens of Jesus, this perfect being, perfect and completed in his holiness through, uh, through Jesus in us. When we focus on that, it allows us to maybe take a step away from our insecurities. Because we start to realize and understand that we are loved. We start to realize and understand that we are accepted. We start to realize and understand that we are seen, that we are known. And if you think about the people in your life that know you the most, that love you the most, that support you the most, I, I think you'll find more times than not that these are the people that you don't feel insecure around. Right? Because they know the deeper parts of you. They know where you're really coming from. They see you for you. They're not bothered by your gray hair. Dominic tells himself out loud. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to share with you is this. God loves who you have been, who you are right now, and who you're growing into. I really want you to understand that and know that and, and hold on to that. Because we can sometimes have this nostalgic view of the past or, you know, when life used to be simpler or whatever it is. And we hardly ever let ourselves just be here where we are in the moment. I mean, how many times during just this message have you thought about something that happened this week or something that you need to do in the coming week? And I love the idea. This, maybe this is just helpful for me, but if it's helpful for you, I want to give it to you. I love the idea of God not just loving me for who I've been, not just loving me when I, when I, when I was baptized, right, when I dedicated my life to him, not just loving me for when I, when I started the church or when I, when I preached that one good message years ago, <laughs> But this, the, the idea uh, uh, of God being on this journey with me, do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's not just who you have been and the good things that you have done or, or, or however you feel like God sees you there, but this idea of God continuing to love, prepared to love the person that you continue to become. You know why I love that idea and why I love that idea for you is it means you have space to change. You have space to grow. You have space to evolve. I hope your faith does evolve. I hope your faith never rests, that it's always ready for more, that it's always ready for a challenge. I hope this week that you 
identify insecurities that you have in your life, maybe insecurities that you have in your faith. I hope you identify them so you can face them. Because every time we face them, we really give our ch- uh, ourselves a chance to grow, to grow our faith. I still, I still use humor. I still have jokes. I still am very sarcastic. But it's no longer my goal to use those things to lift myself above others. 20 years ago, it was easy for me to make you the butt of a joke. No problem at all. Ah, I'm just messing with you. I'm just joking, right? You can tell how much I'm joking by how high my shoulders get to my ears. I'm just joking. I don't want to do that anymore. I like being funny. I like making people smile. But not if it means I have to lift myself up higher than you so you can be insecure and I don't have to be anymore. Like I said at the beginning, the whole point of this is not you need to change your humor or change your sarcasm or change what you say. My challenge for you is to identify the insecurities that come up in your life, in your relationships, at work, in your faith. Let them be a challenge that you face, not something that you ignore. Knowing that, knowing that the God of peace and harmony has set you apart, making you completely whole, completely holy, and your entire being, spirit, soul, mind, and body are kept flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus. I don't think I read verse 24 earlier. Verse 24 says this, the one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. What a prayer for the future, even the future of this week. You know, I don't know where it's going to go week after that. I don't know where your life's going to take you. I don't know where my life's going to take me. But what if we could remind ourselves that the one who calls us by name, the one who knows us, the one who sees us, the one who calls us by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your head. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to give you a challenge, a challenge to identify one insecurity in, the, in this coming week, just one. You don't have to do a bunch of mental health work. If that's not your thing, I'm not asking you to do that. But if you can identify one insecurity and face it, don't hide it. Face it. Where is it coming from? Who can you talk to about it? Who can you trust to talk to about it? Watch. Watch how your faith is affected by simply addressing one insecurity and not letting it stop you from moving forward in your life and in your faith. If you want to take that challenge with me, with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you want to take that challenge with me this week, on the count of three, put your hand up. We'll do it together. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. Okay, go ahead and put it down. Let's pray together. God, we're grateful to be here in a community of people who are dealing with insecurities just like we are. I pray that you would give us the bravery, the boldness, and the courage that we need to face those, but that we don't need to face them alone. We can face them together. We can reach out to each other. I want to pray this over y'all. May the God of peace and harmony set you apart. 
making you completely holy. And may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. The one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. God, we pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.